Podcast as always, I am Joe Spellman, and this is David Vienna, and, and this is Mr. Fisk. <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit! shit. Yeah, Obscure a, character, you look like a Mr. Fisk. Cold fish, <laughs> you cold fish ass. <laughs> I would play Mr. Fisk if I was somebody in The Sopranos. I want to play Tony. I know I'm Mr. Fisk. I can see you being a high school English teacher, <laughs> getting shat yeah. on. Maybe in another you'd life. Be, you'd be Chucky. You'd be Chucky the principal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely uh, chased down in my hey. own hallways. Hey, got the free luggage. Though. Hey, yeah. yeah. Kind of hey, worth it. Walked away with some nice-ass free luggage. So. No doubt. Kind of worth getting the uh, all, all your uh, joints ripped apart. <laughs> yeah. We're talking season five, episode six, Sentimental Education. Sentimental Education. Over here in my house. Yeah. We're in my apartment. I feel a little weird. It's like a new place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so hey. we're, we're getting our bearings. It's like we're virgins again. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Oh. 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 oh like, just like, like Carmela. Carmela. In this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? We're we're here. We're good. We, we've, yeah. we've broken in this place. Um, this not a fan favorite, I don't think, but I love this episode. I, I, I like didn't it. at first. I like it. Uh, I, upon first watch, it wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know why? There's very little Tony in this episode, and uh-huh. there's very little True. of like the rest of the mob. Yeah, it's two characters. It's Carmela primarily, and it's Tony B. Tony yeah. B taking the spotlight for like I think the first time, mm-hmm. um, for like an A story. But so written by Matthew Weiner. Mm-hmm. Weiner. Still, Weiner. I don't that know. He's your boy. I know, but like I flip flop on that. Him. We didn't ask. Yeah, you are getting bizarre in your old age. First, you thought last week you said Drea Maddio. I've is, heard it. I've heard it said. It's okay. not. It's not correct, listeners. And please correct me. It's Matthew Weiner. I don't know. I, I looked don't know. It up. I think I, it's Matthew Big Weiner. <laughs> oh yeah, Weinerville. He did uh, Weinerville. Matty Big Dick, uh, directed by Peter Bog. Donovic, is that right? Uh, yeah, Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is is his one his one and only. Uh, this is of course Dr. Elliot Kupferberg mm-hmm. stepping out, uh, goes behind the camera for one app. I don't like, know. Guys, if he does. I can direct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want me guys, to, uh, I'm like one of the greatest directors <laughs> yeah. ever. Paper Moon, one of my favorite movies of all time. Last Picture Show. Last Picture Show is amazing uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, a lot of '70s movies. Yes, I did not know who he was when I first watched this it, on April eleventh, two thousand four. Oh, uh, uncultured uh, Yukon kid just uh, getting drunk and not paying attention to classic film. Dumb. Anyway, so this is one of the ep- the only episode he directed. So I believe this is the only episode he directed. Yes, That's and That's and it was funny. actually um, it's episode six. It was it was uh, produced as the seventh episode. They actually. Um, produced the uh the next episode which is um which is in camelot you know, mm-hmm. the, you know hey. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah directed yeah. by steve buscemi they they mm-hmm. actually did that out of order because uh, uh conflict was with buscemi's scheduling but like you know interesting batch of directors this season i gotta say yeah. tony, tony calum coming out from in front of the camera mm-hmm. um you know 
and and of course Buscemi uh, and, and yeah, it's not just like Tim Patters, uh, 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 Tim yeah. Van Patten and Tim John Van Patterson, and, yeah, like, exactly. You know, taking Alan turns. Coulter, yeah, yeah, Alan Coulter. Um, but so of course, uh, g- title comes from uh, the Gustave Flaubert, 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 uh, who, who also Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> who also wrote Madame Bovary, which Mister Wegler re- recommends to calm this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if by this point, you don't know which episode it is. You can't remember. This is the one where Carmela finally gets some action outside the marriage. Hey, hey. About time. hey be, you know, besides uh, kissing Vic Musto in season two. Yeah, that uh, ain't action. But where she always dreamed her and Furio would go. And Tony mm-hmm. B learns it's hard doing business with strangers. Yep. As he uh, tries to get his massage parlor business going. Mm-hmm. Uh, both characters this episode, central theme is they're trying to escape. I've Tony's Tony. grip and yeah. and the mob life and they both find ultimately it's an exercise in futility as as one does quite often in the Sopranos series. Yep. What do you guys want to talk about first? You want to talk about Carmen Wegler? You want to talk about Tony B? I guess we started talking about Carmen a little more, so we yeah. can go there. Yeah. Although I prefer the other, <laughs> other storyline more. Yeah, yeah. You sexist. <laughs> uh, no, but so this. This the hour opens up with uh, AJ and Tony at Livia's house, mm-hmm. and there's like a little like little tiff over some cereal, which ends in like Tony throwing AJ up against the wall. Yeah, just your regular daughter, uh, father, <laughs> yeah. son, spat. <laughs> yeah. No, you yeah. can call him a daughter. He's a yeah, daughter. daughter. Yeah, daughter. Yeah, father, daughter, spat. Yeah, did that come off as like exceedingly? aggressive to you when tony like slams him against the wall well isn't like the idea is that they're both like whiny brats oh yeah, yeah. they're terrible yeah, together like, yeah i mean you know he i mean he's right he probably has been coming home just like hammered all the time <laughs> right, yeah, right you don't fucking call your dad your fucking monster dad out on that you know no, you're gonna get no. slapped around yeah. or whatever which like wow that sounds like an alcoholic to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah uh this obviously doesn't doesn't sit well with uh with Tony or AJ, AJ ends up like ultimately asking Carmel to move back. He misses his room mm-hmm. in the fucking palace and everything. And, and Tony, I'm sure, is like happy to go along with that. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But so, yeah. Um, There's a good shot of them like where they're just kind of like both little boys, like just looking at mom, just being like, well, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Do you, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they definitely like. Uh, like blocked out that scene just like that. You know, yeah. they're both just like across from Carmela staring at her. Like, you know, she's the boss now. It's, yeah. it's uh, yeah. up to her. It's her decision. It yeah. reminded me of like when you and your sibling would want to get your parents to agree to something and you prepared ahead of time, like your spiel so that they'll <laughs> agree to it. Yeah, right. And they're just like selling it to Carm. Like he's got to, he's got to come back. Yeah, I'm really good now. Um, I've really grown a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. Can I come back? Yeah. yeah. You know, he's really grown. I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, his time with me uh, whipped him into shape. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If she had seen what happened in the kitchen, uh, you know, earlier that day. Oh, yeah. Or, or it's either that or uh, talking about hot boxing women, just farting and trapping them under your uh, fucking blankets. Real Tony's uh, like, great. Now whipping him into shape. Now I can bring my whores back to my mom's <laughs> house. Yeah. Right, right. Is Artie still living there? I don't know. We never like said goodbye to Artie at Livia's house. Do we even see him at Vesuvio at this? No, I don't think he pops up. And there's a few scenes. A few scenes uh, where they're there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, so Tony's got a bachelor pad again. Uh, Speaking of AJ, he's in crisis mode here with his grades, uh, which which brings. 
Carmella into Mr. Wegler's office uh, talking about, you know, his his prospects for college are, are dwindling, um, you know, and then we find out that he's already asked her uh, to go out to dinner. Like, you know, have you considered my, uh, you know, invitation to have dinner with me? Um, my question is, like, does he know? Does he, like, think that Tony is the mob boss of all North Jersey or, like... What do you, where, where's his oh, be, head at? Here? Because he's not, doesn't seem remotely scared of he Tony. He doesn't seem yeah. scared. I mean, he says to Carmela, you know, uh, she's like, it's not my life you're, I'm worried about. And he says, I don't think this day and age, you know, somebody's going to break their the high school English teacher's legs for, uh, for, for whatever. You I know? think like, he's aware. He's just yeah. naive. Right. Oh, he's in, he's one of the, <laughs> the big wigs in the, uh, the carding business. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's just really big in the carding business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, he's brave or stupid, I guess. Uh, one of one of the two. Um, yeah. But so... He know, is very egotistical. So maybe he does just feel like, oh, he won't come for me. I'm an intellectual. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing to offer. I'm a school teacher. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess... I guess... I mean, as we see later in the episode, Tony does not see him as a threat whatsoever. Right. Uh, so he's not even on Tony's radar. Um, but so, you know, Carm, as she does, you know, she, she's, uh, she's feeling, uh, I guess, a little guilty preemptively already because she has dinner with Father Phil. Mm-hmm. That fucking... That fucking pud. He, he's like... God, what a herb. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it... And he obviously throws cold water on it because he's whatever. But like, how much of this is him doing his priestly duty, and how much of it is his just je- jealousy? One hundred percent jealousy. You think yeah. it's one hundred percent? Oh, yes. absolutely. Yes. Like, like two percent like, priestly duty. No, it's, no, no. Yeah. He's he's using that as like to to disguise his jealousy. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with Spouse. He's yeah. like he, you know like the, obviously by the way it's shot too. He's just yeah. like. You know, looking down yeah, and yeah. like sort of, you know. Maybe that's your sin talking. Yeah. Like just right. yeah, yeah. He's very nasty. He's very nasty to her. Really uh, quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's like, we I'm should involve like, hostility Tony or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She right. she calls him out. Right. Um. So piece uh, yeah. of shit. Like this this poor woman's trying to get out of this like awful god awful marriage, and he's his own. Like I mean, it's not like if she stays with Tony, he's in better standing to get in with her. Like, it's just, you know, well, it, it, it shows too that like how, and, and, you know, she feels this like at the end, like how just like no one's an ally for her. Exactly. Like like, even her father isn't at the end. Like he just can't even provide her comfort. And like her priest who isn't even trying to be objective, you know, he's jealous and, and hiding behind the cloth in a way, and yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, not even a comp- not even a friend to her. Yeah, right. I guess Roe almost is. Yeah, but she has her own issues, right. like too. Yeah, it's right. it's 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 very much like every aspect of Carmela's life and Tony B's in this episode is it, it, like it's just maintain the status quo, stay where you are. Your past has determined what the rest of your life will be already, and like every person on. The outskirts of your life is like actively working for you to not change and yeah. not be better and not, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really sad. And then she, uh, you know, she's talking about like how, 
the her need for uh you know affection and how Wegler looks at her and stuff and and he poo-poos that and he's like and she's like well didn't god put the need there and right. then the waiter comes in with like the weight the pepper <laughs> i like to think that like he just let him put pepper on his pasta for like <laughs> he did, an hour and a half he takes yeah. a really <laughs> long time to get that pepper he's like, like he's just crunch, avoiding crunch, the question crunch, right? crunch. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah 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 say one senor right <laughs> Uh, so after, so she and Wegler go on this dinner date, uh, they end up making out in his, in his car. Mm-hmm. He's quite suave. God, I wish I had Wegler's moves, man. Um, <laughs> <They're> the wags. <laughs> uh, I, I love her like critique of, of, is it, is it Madame Bovary or is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When she's like, it's very slow. Nothing really happens. I feel like that, that was yeah, deliberate yeah, yeah. sort of line, uh, like against the critique of season four of the Sopranos. Like, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but he, and then he says like, it's not about what happens on the outside. It's what happens like slowly on the inside of the characters. And I think it's very much like what is going on in this episode. Right. Um, so she fucks him, mm-hmm. uh, spends the night at his place. First time we see Carmela nude, which mm-hmm. says a little something about like how important this sexual moment is for her, I think. And that's really Edie Falco, by the way. I I looked it up. It's not it's not the ass double that people have not thought. the not the ass double. No, I mean it looks. Can, like I mean you can tell. You can and, tell. It's and like, I think yeah. I think knowing too that like it's directed by Bogdanovich. Like yeah, I don't think he would he would probably want her to like do it. like he yeah. wouldn't he yeah, wouldn't want he wouldn't want like he's he of the seventies right. like right. he's right. Like, right yeah right. we don't do body doubles like <laughs> yeah yeah right so she sort of gets up in the middle of the night and heads home. Uh, probably because she's, you know, just toiling with the idea of spending the entire night there, uh, especially because AJ is back living with her at this point, right? Yes. Um, and then she does something very interesting. She goes and gets uh, the keys to where they keep the fucking grenade and AK-47 and shit. And, like, <laughs> yeah, she, she gets, gets a handgun. A, gets a handgun out. And she puts it under her pillow. What is yeah. she thinking here? What's, what's like, does she, is she afraid uh, that Tony's, like, is she afraid of Tony in that moment? Is that what's yes. driving that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So she thinks Tony's going to come in in the middle of the night and she's going to have to shoot him. I think she's <laughs> just scared. And, yeah, I and, think it's like... not thinking. Yeah. It yeah. may just be symbolic. like Sort just, of like a gut reaction. Like, she's yeah, feeling just vulnerable. She's, uh... Yeah. You know, she she's, can't even have this... She can't even have really any... any or, she can't even have the pleasure of, like... Like, meeting someone new and having a sexual experience with somebody yeah, yeah. And, without it without her feeling like shame or like fear and, well, also, and she's just thinking irrationally, I guess. Right. When right. The, remember when the Vic Musto stuff happened, she, she's talking to Ro about it and Ro's like, you know, she, she carried on for a while. Like, right. uh, when she was still with Jackie and, and she was like, you know, she said, yeah, I felt so guilty running around. And I feel like that's probably also partly in her head. She's like, you know, there's so much guilt in their culture that yeah, yeah. she just she just can't help like feel bad for women for women for women Spe- exactly. Not, exactly almost no for guilt for yeah, men yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right 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 yeah she has to think about herself what kind of mother am I yeah it's like who gives yeah. like yeah. no one cares right <laughs> this is true um, but speaking of Rosalie they they do insert her in this episode I don't know have have we seen her much in this season this might have been so. like first appearance if uh, but but yeah, yeah. I, I think they do it for for a reason here. Yes. I think they like what how did you guys read like why they they threw Roe in? 
Well, I think maybe like a, a throwback to when they did have the discussion about yeah. like um, sleeping with another man. Like, right, right, right. Like, um, uh, like amongst their thing. When talking about Furio. When talking yeah. about Furio. Yeah. And, um, and then, oh, you're not fucking him? <laughs> it is someone uh, who she would immediately tell. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it's her best friend. And it's I think surprising she's... that she would actually go to Father Phil first. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I think, it's, yeah. It's the only like wife who isn't currently like dating <laughs> With somebody, somebody like sure. in Tony's crew. Right, like, you know, right, so right, it's like, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I also think, uh, yeah, I think, I think after getting like just shat on by, by father Phil, she needs a little positive reinforcement and, yeah. and Rosalie's yes. like, you're glowing. It suits you like, like this and that. But I also but think, oh, uh, I was, yeah, maybe we were going to say the same yeah. thing. Should we say it at once? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> One, like, two, but three, three. They want to remind that Jackie AJ Jr. died because uh, she, he's still alive. <laughs> Can't be talking the same time. Yeah, as you. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think basically it's a reminder because they do have that moment where Rose sort of witnesses the the mother son relationship and she gets a little emotional about Jackie, and uh, really the episode episode calls to attention like AJ is on a bad path and if he mm-hmm. if he doesn't write it like he there's a very good chance he could end up like you know, like, like Jackie Jr. going the way of Jackie Jr. Um, and I think that sort of establishes the stakes a little bit for what Carmela is p- debatably doing with Wegler trying to help AJ. Cause you know, she'll do whatever for her kids. Right. We saw that right. with, with, uh, Joan Cusimano, uh, in, in the regat pie yeah, in season pie. two, like she'll strong arm anybody. And so that's, that's what like the rest of this storyline sort of comes down to because, the next time she's with Car with Wegler, uh, she sort of abruptly leaves him with uh, what well, case of the blue balls, um, saying you know she's too upset about AJ's future and this and that and she can't tonight and yep. is she being real in that moment? Do you think, or or is this part of like this master plan of hers to be withholding in order to get what she wants? It's tough, right? Because I I do think she generally like really likes Wegler, yeah, but. We've seen in the past that like sh- she does use people to like help yeah. like yeah. her family, you know. Right. I think her intentions are are to help AJ, but I but I but I do think that like obviously Wegler is goes about it in such a like fucking douchey way. way. Yeah. But but I I I think his his feelings about the situation because like obviously he's not the type of guy to just like go to a teacher's classroom and be like, <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah. give him a C, right? Go to Mr. Fisk. Yeah, yeah. go to Mr. That, Fisk. And the like, I, is powerful. He's, he's like obviously yeah. feeling Man. that she has, she is affecting him in a, in a negative, negative way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she can't help but do it. Right. It's part like, of her nature it, at this it's, point. It's part of her nature at yeah. this point. Like yeah. she's, you know, it's like, it's like what the, that what we say is that, you are what? What is the thing like? You know, in The Sopranos, it's you're always who you are. Yeah, it's like it's very much about like uh, not being no able changes. to escape. Like, yeah. yeah, like the life that you've made for yourself and the choices that you've made for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think like you know she she exemplifies it so much when she like she resents hearing it, of course, mm. or she she doesn't like hearing it. And it may she may not even think that it's her, her intention, but she right. can't help but do it. Right. And then, as in the same breath, 
She goes, you better watch your back. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So she's hypocritical, like every like Tony, and it, it. I mean, it's great. It's so great. Like she, it's just. She like, goes right back to the yeah. mob mentality. Yeah. Where, <laughs> you better watch your step. Like, yeah. you know, obviously she's just mad, but coming from a mob boss's wife, like you, you I mean, maybe Wegler does, uh, and ultimately nothing. We never see anything happen to him. Right. Uh, but you know, at well, your own risk. Will, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's still like. She's still wielding that power. And, yeah. yeah, wielding that power. Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting question because when she, when he says, you know, you were you were using me with your pussy or whatever, he's, whatever the <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. he said. Which I, the first time I watched, that, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this guy, R- Wegler. My God, it's uh, so uncomfortable. I know. Yeah, cold Wegler. Uh, but but she makes the point like, how could you call? Uh, asking somebody you're with for help using them isn't that what people do and 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 that's it's, true that's a quite it is it is mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. rely on the people that you're close with to help you and especially you like helping her children it's not like a crazy thing for a mother to do right uh but i guess the way in which she it unfolded uh just reflected too too poorly on Carm for Wegler to go on. We so. also know that like she's not really helping AJ at all. Like, right, right. <laughs> in oh. the grand scheme of things, of yeah. course, yeah. yeah she, I mean, there's she's there's just continuing to baby him for arguably yeah. no helping that kid. Right. So, right. Right. Um, but yeah, she's her and and just yeah, spells. You brought it up the the that scene with uh, her father in the end with Hugh, uh, where she's she's just like despondent in bed, and he came over to fix something or whatever. Yeah, he's and, like. It'd be better if you had a man in the house. Yeah, and yeah, she, yeah. And she said, it. "She's like because of who I married, because of the man Tony is. Out, my motives will always be questioned." And he's just kind of he, he goes, "Well," and he leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we also know, um, you know, because we know what happens later on in the season. In Marco Polo, it's 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 made very uh, like abundantly clear that he loves Tony. True, and this he's is true, and he's upset that like and everybody, they're, but everybody they're does too, right? Yeah, yeah well, that's, you know, that's anybody who's not Carm. Yeah, <laughs> if she can't rely on her own dad to like side with her on this one, like that's yeah, that leaves her pretty alone. But I do have to ask, like, is she sort of like putting it all on Tony? Uh, in a way, it's sort of like an excuse for her to give up. Like, hey, this is how it is. I can't change it. It's Tony's fault, not mine. Could she, if she kept trying, could she break free? What do you, what do you guys think? <sighs> <laughs> if, she, if she went out there and dated, like Isn't I don't the know. The whole point like, of this season that it's not possible. I mean, I mean yeah, I think, and and, and yeah. like subsequent seasons, like well, it's, right. but I do. She I can't divorce. You know, she had, can't get any lawyers. She, you well, know, yeah, yeah. You know, again, you know, and Tony's made it very hard. And yeah. and 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 another scene in this episode too. Like even the fact that they're separated, he could still waltz in here. She could never bring a guy home. Right. He he could still waltz in here and just jump in the fucking pool and leave his fucking clothes. <laughs> this is a great in the scene, fucking, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, dining room. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it that was sort that scene where Tony comes in, calls calls Wegler a fag, takes off his pants, and does a, a cannonball, cannonball in the pool in like sixty seconds is like yeah. pretty. Uh, demonstrative of, of how he's still very much like running the house ha- yeah. as he see fit, sees well, fit. Throughout the episode, he's just like hanging around. That, <laughs> yeah. that awkward scene where he's just kind of like tapping the uh, the counter in the kitchen right. and she's like trying to clean out the fridge. Right. And he's just like looming. Yeah. He's just always there. He won't yeah. leave. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people who are separated don't. 
like they don't see each other. Right. I know he has to give her her allowance every but week. But that's or another whatever, part, you know. Yeah, so yeah. She can't. You know, she can't. She can't. It's very she's hard too, for her. She's too deep in. She's too deep. I think she. I think she could if if she really wanted it and and really like made that her life's goal. But it would have to be like central focus. It would be so difficult. And for she her. would have to give up uh, certain securities that she. She would lives be with. giving up so much. Yeah, she'd it have would be to starting meet, from scratch. She'd have to meet like. Like not a school teacher, like a Wall Street dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then run away with him. Yeah. yeah. And like <laughs> pretty much. You know, they would have to be like a big CEO or yeah. like famous. Right. Yeah. You know? Like So and, Tony can't like yeah. really get to them. And, yeah. Yeah. She'd have to go to like I mean, she probably couldn't even go to like Connecticut. She'd have no, to go to, to like, like Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. California, very good uh place. Uh that 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 is as we talked about in previous episodes, it's like symbolic of escaping right. Jersey yes. and the mob life. Right. Right. Carm's never going to California. Right. No. But, no. <laughs> uh but yeah, so whereas the, her storyline, this sort of kicks off for the the you know, the second half of the season here, uh where the next episode, Marco Polo, we see uh or no wait. No, sorry, two episodes from two now. Episodes from you know, we see uh, Tony and Carm sort of rekindling romance in the pool, and then ultimately they end up back together. It's sort of like a slow turning of the screw, and but it all happens in one episode for Tony B. Um, Tony B, up to this point in the series, has been very adamant about uh, him going straight, mm-hmm. staying out of uh, mob life. He resists Feech even. Um and you know he's given massages in the back of Satrials. Like he's he's he refuses like the airbag uh, stolen airbag gig that Tony offers him off the bat uh, because he found this passion he had in prison, um, rubbing rubbing men down. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess not men, just men. But uh, but yeah. So he's working at the laundry, and the truck gets stolen, uh, and we meet uh, Mr. Kim, um, not the actor's real accent. By the way, oh, I was uh, thinking about that. Yeah, you probably yeah. couldn't do that now. No, his name is, I think his name's like Henry Young or something well, like we, that. Well, we didn't meet him for the first time, but. Oh, like, was he in a previous he, episode? Yeah, he's in another episode. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is obviously a, a more featured uh, part for him in this episode. Right. Uh, he basically says the only reason Tony B is, because uh, he thinks Tony B had something to do with the stolen truck, but, you know, all his fucking flashcards and, and my books were stolen and. Uh, you know, it's it becomes clear that that this was not part of part of uh, his master plan to screw over Kim. Yeah. Um, and then they find the truck. And then they ultimately yeah. they find the truck. And then we have this uh, short scene at at uh, Bac- Is it? Are they at Bacalas or Janice? Ba- Janice and The dinner scene where it's like uh, it opens and like little Bacalas like it must be Bacalas. I don't get it. Why is that funny? You know, yeah. We, we don't know what the joke is. Yeah. But we see Tony B studying, and we meet his girlfriend. I think her name's Gwen, mm-hmm. for the first time. <laughs> we we established that uh, Janice is cooking now. Yeah, not, not well, but she is. <laughs> right. She's not. She's not just getting Outback, right? Yeah, or, oh, or yeah. Vesuvio. Yeah, uh, yo, Outback, Outback sounds pretty good right now. Actually, oh, oh, um, I agree. <laughs> Some of those wings, a little oh, barrel wings. Oh, yeah, baby. hell yeah. Um, <laughs> then, but Chris has this moment with uh, with Tony B here. Uh, Chris seems like he's back on the horse after last episode. Um, and he, uh, and basically he says, you know, sometimes what I learned in rehab was sometimes other people's definitions of you is about making them feel better. You got to define yourself. I guess, I guess that's sort of what this entire episode is about. 
but easier said than done, right? Right. Uh, and then he ends with uh, "Keep your eye on the tiger." So very, very wise by by Chris. Um, so Kim offers to partner up with Tony B. Uh, be, when they find the stolen truck, um, which seems like very like obviously Tony B is shocked uh, by this turn. But I mean, I, I guess wh- how did that? How did th- how did that go down? Like he saw something in Tony B where like he well, related. Well, it seems like he's yeah. he. He he made a bad business decision having a travel agency yeah. in the 21st century. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and and he had a three year mortgage, and so he was like, "Oh, I got to put some other business in his place." Right, and he wanted to find some business also for his daughter, who's finding herself to work at. So I think he probably felt like this was killing two birds with one stone. Right, he gets a new business in the strip mall, and his daughter has a place to work, right. and. He obviously does see something in Tony B. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like the turn there. Like he, like the scene before that, we see him like pull out a drawer and show Tony B his gun. Yeah. Like I'm gonna fucking shoot you if you pull this shit. And he's like, "You, me, we make big success journey." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a, quite a turn, Kim. But I guess you know, I guess, and I think I think Tony B says it in a later scene. I forget when, but he, he's like basically like you know, being an immigrant is not that different from being an ex-con, being, right? Yeah, like, being uh, in prison. He, like, so tears I, up about it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Buscemi's so good, man. <laughs> um, so fucking good. Uh, but also, actually, uh, in that very same scene, uh, uh, you know, Paulie's criticizing him for wanting to do the massage shit, and he's yeah. like, he's like, what a piss and shit, and it fucking all happened without a, within a two-inch radius. <laughs> Vito has that good line, though. He's yeah. like... <laughs> Uh, all sources of all pleasure. All sources though. of pleasure, though. <laughs> well, little foreshadowing. So they knew at this point. <laughs> yeah, they knew where, that, where he was headed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my yeah. Uh, my wife wa- was watching that scene with me, and he goes, "Remember Pearl Harbor, though." And she's like, <laughs> yeah. "Holy shit!" <laughs> oh, shit. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That guy. Not Koreans, If Paulie existed today, he'd still be that racist. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And that's not even the most like cancelable scene in the whole thing because they go, yeah. they go to like when Tony and Chris are at like the massage parlor, and they both make the fucking dog Same, like, eating dog joke. Okay, somebody wants a snack, and then Chris is like, "Oh, get you hook me up with some like kung pao coochie." Like, yeah. oh, oh my Jesus god, Christ. canceled, canceled. Did you get did, the show off, Paul? Did you have you didn't have any like. Black Lives Matter joke in your script, did you? Your pandemic Sopranos no, script? No, no. I don't think I went there. It would have been tough. It would have been But also like there probably would have would yeah. be one. Well Oh it's, my god. Well it's Sopranos like, today. It's like it's like the episode Christopher though. Like there there may have been some like episode like that that like, right, dealt right, with it. Right. But right. you know, just look at Vincent Curatola's Twitter feed and you got you got all your <laughs> oh, jokes god. there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah, lock her up. Fantastic, lock her up. fantastic actor. Um, fantastic. Uh, but so ultimately, Tony B gets, uh, you know, he gets his license. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a moving scene. He where he thanks his girlfriend, like I couldn't have done it without you, and this and that. And uh, but the hand of fate intervenes. Um, and actually, on the DVD commentary. Uh, Bogdanovich says, you know, the scene where the bag flies out of the the car that's fleeing the cops that ultimately proves to have 12 grand in cash and a bunch of crack or crank, I guess. Uh, Or crank, crank maybe. Um, Got these WMDs. uh, He shot that like from above to symbolize like this is just fate intervening. Right. Um, Uh, Yeah. Because a lot of characters 
or a lot of characters, a lot of viewers uh, like sort of called foul on this as it's just, it seems like too, too serendipitous of a plot point to get Tony B to ultimately come back to, to Tony. Um, do you remember what you guys thought when you first watched it? Like, and what do you think now? I mean, I, I, it sticks out a little bit now, but in the moment, like watching it live, I, right. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't yeah. know. I don't think I really have a problem with it. I mean, it's like, you know, he, it's nicer to get money quicker <laughs> right. than having right. to work your fucking ass off of it, which he's yeah. doing. Yeah. Also, um, I mean, in Jersey, odds are, like, if you're just walking down the street, like, some drug dealers are going to throw some shit out a window. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, of course. Pretty good in chance. Jersey? So, yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> For sure. Is this Newark yeah. or... Uh, I, I mean, okay, just I mean, throw it in a bag. Yeah, for sure. It happens every day. There's Crack, a re- there's a reason, <laughs> obviously, why the episode starts with him like scraping his fucking knee right. on the asphalt. Oh yeah, yeah. While the you know, the 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 delivery truck gets stolen, right. you know, like yeah. he's breaking his fucking hump. Yeah, yeah. The good shot too of him <laughs> yeah. like him like going to work in the morning and like he's going upstairs in his like dress shoes and socks. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, I mean, Bogdanovich, I'm sure it was in the script, but, but just has such an eye for like just saying something visually. Right. Yeah, like, right. like you see those alligator shoes that he buys with the 12 grand. Uh, and then by the end they're fucking ruined and he's just walking up the steps of like a laundromat. Dude, I, I mean, I mean, I, I was watching it too, and it was like, oh man, I used to do that. Like, I used to do that younger, <laughs> just like, just like go to work. And I mean, I didn't have a manual labor job; I just sat at a fucking computer desk. Oh yeah. But like, go to work, and I'd be on like three hours of sleep, like <laughs> yeah. hungover as shit, dude. Yeah. I did that after, like, you, after you played in the executive game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did after that after I probably hung out with Funerick and watched baseball. <laughs> or, yeah, like right. I did like, that right. in 2013 when yeah. I worked at G4. Like yeah. I was, yeah, good, like. Yeah, party at that like party it, house all night, and then just like yeah, go and sit at a desk for you know right. eight hours. Feel so disgusting. Oh, you feel <laughs> so like rough. such a piece such, of garbage yeah, to yeah. have to do that. Scumbag and he's central. like you know uh, pushing fifty probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's hurting, and yeah. then and then like lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. End of his day. I think that's the same day. He's like he's got to like he's painting at the the new massage parlor place and he gets in a fight with his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and then kim shows up and um i guess uh, he doesn't really give him a hard time but he but gets on the wrong side of tony b uh and we end up seeing uh little little fisticuffs little hand-to-hand combat uh i love that kim Definitely knows uh, some sort of martial arts because he's Korean, uh, <laughs> or just knows how to handle himself. Oh well, yeah, bit. I yeah. mean like, yeah the 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 fact that he gets punched that hard and he's like, Whoa, yeah. what? Then he blocks like the the wood. <laughs> yeah. He blocks like he the blocks wood. He's swinging like four. a yeah yeah yeah. 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 Uh, but this of course the famous like West Caldwell yeah like that yeah. that whole thing. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, this is this is Tony B's downfall. He's he's gotten a taste of the mob life again, and manual labor is not for him. And then we see the the fish flopping like out the koi that koi they that wanted Tony for the got, pond, yeah. like you know, a little on the nose, but also like credit to Bogdanovich, like that says it all. Like yeah. for yeah. Carmela too, like just putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and you're just floundering and you like, you want to go back in the safety of, of the Koi pond. (laughs) If you're, if you're both of these characters, it's almost like you're a Koi 
out of the pond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the saying. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the saying. When you're a koi out of the pond. Fish out of water. <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope, nope. No, it's koi out that's of the pond. You would think yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not that. And I've never heard that before. <laughs> it's koi out of the pond. Mark it. The first time ever used koi, koi out of the pond. Start using it in your day-to-day life, folks. Um, and then the the ultimate scene, we got Tony and, and Tony B eating at Nuovo Vesuvio. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Tony you know, is so happy. He's a pig in shit. Oh. You know? he, just, he, did, he barely had to do anything to have his cousin come back to him. And, and little does he know, his wife is like on the track back to, back to his world. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard doing business with strangers. That's that is like a very poignant line, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he <laughs> he tried to escape. Um, you know, at this point, is it a little bit of a? I don't know. Up until this point in the series, we've seen like you know, Puss try to flirt with like, oh yeah, I could uh, I could work for the FBI. I could go give lectures as a former informant like this. You know, trying I mean, to escape the life. Yeah, Chris Obviously, like trying to be a screenwriter. Uh, you yeah, know? a little bit. But he, but you know, he wanted to be a screenwriter and then probably simultaneously be in the mob. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 and uh, and use his mob stories exactly, to be yeah. a successful right. And then obviously next season, Vito going up to New Hampshire and mm-hmm. and seeing him try to work the manual labor, and he's looking at his watch, and ultimately he comes home to his own demise. You know, the whole what as soon as I thought I was out, they pull me back in, like. Like that, that well, member, that, members only too. I mean, you know, Eugene, uh, yeah, Eugene, Eugene yeah. try, tries to get out. So I guess, I guess comes into some money. Is it a cliche or, or did they do something new here? What do you mean? I, I don't know. Like the Tony B story, like his like return. Did you, to get were, out, did you, but, yeah. when you were watching this season for the first time, were you like, eh, ultimately he's going to come back? What, like, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I yeah. think, well, I, th- I think <laughs> I probably did, but cause I, I, because I think it's set up that you almost kind of want you, you do, want it you to. do want of you course yeah because yes. you know the, from the moment when Buscemi's like you're crowding me and giving giving Tony like you know giving it back to Tony you want to see him sort of be the the thorn in Tony's side totally um you know with Feech whispering in his ear they sort of set that early on um but I don't know I mean uh, you know it, it if anything. It was surprising that all in one hour he did come back to Tony the way he did. It happened so uh, fast. Yeah. 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 Um but yeah, that's anything else from this episode you guys want to talk about? No. Good. Why did Meadow have to be in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> She's in it for like five As seconds. As an actor, so. I'm always like, What? They got a payday? Family like, meeting <laughs> or whatever she says. Yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. just like walking by Which doing is laundry. So annoying. Yeah. I would have cut that out of the episode. <laughs> it's so such an annoying line. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. No, no, nothing really else. I, I, I love this season. I love all the episodes in the season except for the next one ish. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's not not my favorite. Not my favorite. No, it's but it's, there's so, but there's some great writing in it. And for sure. um, yeah. And it is interesting to see, um, two of the great actors, uh, in, in the show, you know, get their shine for and, sure. Um, and and have their like sort of yeah they're they're their parallel storylines kind of align. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's, uh, you guys want to go on the fucking internet? You fucking internet. Yo, oh, do it. Yeah. All right. So this one from it's pizzle on Reddit. Oh, hell yeah. Mikey uh, pizzle. Uh, it could be <laughs> shout out, shout out to, to a Tumblr. Guy we haven't from, seen uh, 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he's definitely listening. Definitely. Uh, conspiracy time, sentimental education. 
We, we kind of touched on it, but there's something in here we, sh- we should talk about. It's no secret Tony was disappointed in Tony B's decision. Oh, no, wait, this is – I was not – different one than what I was thinking of. This is – we have not touched on this. So it's it's no secret Tony was disappointed in Tony B's decision to go straight and become a licensed massage therapist. Uh, when the three cousins meet in Tony B's new storefront, he even apologized to Tony for things not turning out the way Tony would have liked. Shortly after, the car speeds by and tosses the bag of drugs and cash when Tony B and his woman are walking along. Did anyone else wonder whether Tony arranged for this to happen? Knowing his cousin would blow through it and fall back into the trappings of a connected lifestyle and wouldn't be able to avoid being back in. At least part of the change in trajectory was Tony B flipping shit on Kim, but I always got the vibe finding that bag was a little too coincidental. This is, I don't think that's the case. I get that it is very coincidental and, and very serendipitous. Like, what would have happened if that bag never entered Tony B's life? He, maybe he would have, like, opened up a very successful massage parlor. Yes, there's that. But, I mean, I, what do you guys think? You're, just you're, I could tell. coincidental just because it's serendipitous doesn't yeah. mean that it can't happen. Right, right. But, I mean, I will, I will say after seeing, you know, um, you know, Feech get the random uh, parole officer visit, uh, you know, to, to send him back to jail. Tony, is, we've seen very recently that Tony is sort of manipulative in the way where he tries to get people to go the way he wants uh, with being very behind the scenes. That said, I don't believe this yeah, is the case. Yeah, but we know but that that's based, different. Off, I, of, based I, off of scenes. Yeah. There's no scene or anything to indicate this. Sure. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think there would be if they were going to do that. Right, yeah. Um, okay, so this next one, uh, <laughs> this the, hey, I was playing devil, devil's advocate, uh, from user jar films, 87. Uh, this is the one we touched on a little bit in the episode. There's a scene in which Carmela comes home after sleeping with AJ's teacher, Mr. Wegler, Carmela stares at the picture of Tony, then grabs a gun and places it under the pillow. Uh, I always interpreted this scene as Carmela was terrified of what Tony might do if he found out, uh, she feared he might have had her followed and might do something drastic if he knew about the affair. Uh, However, the Talking Sopranos podcast, Michael and Steve both interpreted this very differently. Oh, shocker. Uh, They they seem to think (laughs) uh, Carmela would never be afraid of Tony, that this instead shows she needs a man for protection because she's alone. Wondering how others may have interpreted this scene. No, I think she's scared. Also, hey, he's holding up a dead fish hey oh fuck yeah in the pic oh we've seen that picture before yes, uh, yeah in yeah, season yeah. one <coughs> so uh, why is she staring why are they making a point that she's staring at him they're saying that because he's looking over her like he's like he's like still like they, his presence then, is still no that's why yeah she he's always watching he's, he's always, always there, watching but i guess uh says that she wouldn't go after tony she's it's, not scared it's just, it's just protection it's just her 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 need to have a man there to protect her uh, this is this is the only reason she's gotten the gun out and is sleeping uh, under the pillow. Well, I mean, it's not a man; it's a gun. I don't think. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In she lieu, in lieu of which, uh, why didn't she get like a sex doll, like a man's sex doll? Or <laughs> yeah. 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 Why didn't Why did she know, set up? She some, needed like, like that. The idea pull, like, of a man. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't she, she pull like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off and like? Right. Yeah. Right, or right. or like uh, a Home Alone with some cardboard cutouts yeah, moving yeah, in front yeah. of the windows and shit. Like that would have been perfect. Um, yeah, I think I think. Hey, 
Michael, Steve, you're out of your element here. Leave it. Leave <laughs> I mean, it to I the pros. I see what they're saying. I right. do see what they're yeah, saying. Leave it to but, the um, experts. A, a little bit, yes. I, I I think she does feel better when she has a man in the house, but I don't think that's why she got the gun out in that. Yeah, moment. guys, leave it to the show. experts. People yeah. who have seen the show way more than you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's true. see. Uh, this one from user Krebstar eighty three. Why did Mister Kim not call the cops? I love the Tony Blundetto arc and sentimental, sentimental education is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Okay. Hey, hey, power sure. to you. Okay. Uh, but I never understood why Mr. Kim never called the cops after Tony B beat the shit out of him. There was property damage <laughs> and everything, and this uh, owning your own business shit is like a religion to those people. One phone call and Tony's back in prison. Yeah, why didn't we see that episode where... <laughs> Where he's, or that scene where he's talking to the cops. <laughs> yeah. I want to see this minor character fill out a police report. Yeah. 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 Mr. Kim gets his own uh, A story in uh, season five. No, of course. He, we, he, we know from the very first scene with him in this episode that he needs Tony Soprano. Right. Sending his cousin back to jail is not going to do him any favors. No. Right. Uh, he's just got to eat shit and take it. Like, right. there's nothing. Uh, which is the which is the case for so many fucking people up to this point in the series. Yeah. Like, how do you not yeah. get this? Well, he took a risk <coughs> as well in dealing <laughs> yeah. with Tony right. Blendetto, and um, you know, you know, he, he took a risk, right? Because uh, if it blew up, you know, he, you know, if it failed him, which like some businesses do, like he knew he he can't he can't do anything, right? Yes, his hands Had his hands are tied here, uh, as as skilled as they may be in in the martial arts. His, his hands, hands are. T- <laughs> His hands are tied and literally bloodied from trying to block the <laughs> two by four. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one from. And he's got a fish coming after he's him. Got, yeah, he better get fish, off that man. floor. Yeah. Uh, hey, user Krebstar, you're an idiot. Um, Come on. Sorry. Um, he's not listening. No. Uh, I hope this he is. One. <laughs> I hope you are. I'm sorry. If you yeah. are, I'm sorry. I hope you I are. Apologize. You fuck, sincerely. You fuckhead. <laughs> We're flip-flopping here. Let's give, take a stance give on Krebstar. But, but give us a five-star review. <laughs> give us Krebstar. a five-star review. We love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, user, Pickled Pancreas. Ooh, oh, hell yeah. Not oh, feeling like good the, about that. I like uh, the alliteration. I, I wish you all the best. Tony's B, Tony B's Girlfriend. Uh, season 5, Episode 6, Sentimental Education. 48 minutes, 50 seconds in. Thank you for the timestamp. Uh, Tony B is on the phone with his girlfriend. His massage chairs have been delivered to the house by mistake. Tony B is super stressed and says he thinks he might have a brain tumor. His girlfriend starts (laughs) ranting about his gambling, uh, etc., and says, I'm sick, I'm evil. Then Tony hangs up. <laughs> you know, what the hell that, is she talking about? That, just that, a nuts, nutcase or what? That did stick out to me this time. It's a yeah. good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the no, best. This is the best <laughs> the fucking internet we've ever had. Yeah, because yeah. it's so quick and we can move past it. But like, she's so like she talks him up so well and like is so nurturing and mm. and encouraging in the scenes before. And then she's like, yeah, I'm sick. I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what has happened? What does she even do? I mean, what is right. her job? Or what right. does she do? She's clearly not even taking care of the kids because he has a wife <laughs> right. or ex-wife. Yeah. Who you never see, right? Yeah. Right. No, never. Yeah. Um. So she doesn't even have to take care of his shitty twin kids. Right. <laughs> like... Awful, Why awful does she all of a sudden right? just like yeah. turn into a fucking mon- like crazy person? I'm sick. I'm evil. Yeah, it's it's like a total meltdown. And uh, look, wouldn't it be like I'm sick with evil, or I'm like 
what what is I, I what does I'm evil mean after yeah. you say I'm sick? I don't know. Is she is she like perhaps I'm just floating this? Like is she perhaps uh like when she's saying that, is she quoting what Tony B says? Like when she's like complaining about his brain tumor and stuff, like, is she like saying, I'm sick of your, I'm sick. I'm evil business. Like, does he say that to her? Is that it? It's possible, but I don't know. Like that hasn't been established. Because it's very weird. Yeah. It it is very weird. But also, I mean, think of the type of person who, and Hey, no judgment. Uh, we all. Hey, like, I'm tired. Like, I'm. I have diarrhea. <laughs> they met on the internet. Uh, who starts right? a relationship with a person through the internet in jail? Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. you're, you're perhaps. Look, you've, you've, you've. Uh, you're out of options for people not in jail, so you go to jail. <laughs> like that's that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know she's perhaps I'm struggling. Sick. I'm evil. With something. I'm yeah. seeing demons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am the Antichrist. I am on shrooms right now. Wait, what? (laughs) There's blood dripping down the walls. Uh, there's there's like a in between episode here where A stories uh, Mr Kim B stories uh, Gwen and we're just figuring out their shit and and what's going on with them. Um, no, but uh, uh, I mean, yeah. What's talking Sopranos answer to that? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Gwen, who? What's Peter Bogdanovich's answer to that? Yeah. Like, like, what I, the fuck? That's yeah. that is, that's a funny, like, strange thing that you don't think of. Like, yeah, why does that? St- you could have easily cut that. Yeah, uh, or she could have just like just have him like said- close the cell phone before she says yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She could have just been, you know, you know, or said something like, else. So, like, I'm over here, like. I'm working at such and such right. and you're doing this and but like just complaining and bitching, but like, no, she, I'm sick. I'm evil. Yeah. Click casual click. Yep. Uh, oh man. Uh, that's all I got for fucking internet guys. Hey, good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, all right, folks, you know, get up, get up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're getting into the meat and potatoes of the season, so that'll be good. Hey, a- after a- next week. After In Camelot, <laughs> yeah. I-, I think it might be the best uh, stretch of episodes, like sequential stre- uh, stretch of episodes yeah. in the entire series. Uh, I would so. I would have to agree. Uh, folks, as always, uh, please hit us up with questions, concerns, things you like, things you don't like, things you want us to talk about, things you don't want us to talk about anymore. <laughs> Lock her up. Uh, at O Sopranos Pod on Twitter, and the uh, the old Instagram, uh, email us at, uh, at pod at gmail.com and go on that old iTunes and give us a five-star review. That shit helps us, gets us more listeners. And, you know, I mean, who doesn't want to hear this incredibly crisp, uh, uh, amazing rundown of each of these episodes, okay? And by the way, give Talking Sopranos one one star. Yeah, give them one star. <laughs> right. let's, let's ta- let's give them ta- one star and in their comments be like not as good as O Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That should that should really hurt their fucking <laughs> listenership. Yeah. To to Jesus. But I just want to point out we have had right. we have oh, had we, we we have had <laughs> complaints from one person about the audio uh in the last few weeks. Joe is bobbing his head around like fucking Stevie Wonder all episode. No, man. The, the he's already breaking down his mic. We're not even the done. Mic, the mic has, he's he's touching the mic like he's fucking uh, like Eddie Vedder. <laughs> he's grabbing the mic like Eddie Vedder. 
uh, and the mic has fallen multiple times, which uh, <laughs> I have heard. These two, these two cannot hear. I have the headphones on. So, you know, look, still give us five stars, but feel free to be like, yeah, Joe's audio is all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next week. Oh! Well, that was a nice, nice though. <laughs>